0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's edition of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Our sponsor, as always, is uh, Compass Retirement Advisors. If you'd like uh, more information at any time about topics that we cover here on the show, uh, feel free to give me a call on my direct line at 812-787-0809. You can always visit our website and drop us a note there, compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. And the uh, email is mgraber at compassra.com. Uh, you can also pick up our uh, radio shows uh, on the podcast route with Apple Podcasts, you know, Google Play, and Spotify. But at any time, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, with questions. If you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting, we're happy uh, to do that. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, important things to know uh, about life insurance. Life insurance can be a a very important uh, financial tool uh, in retirement planning and in financial planning. But before we uh, start talking about uh, the life insurance, I want to give you our update on the the U.S. national debt. As you know, um, we pay a lot of attention to what's going on in Washington, D.C., because we believe it's going to uh, impact all of our retirements in in the way of uh, changes to uh, retirement uh, programs. Uh, Some of those will be structural changes, and and other changes will be on how much of those funds that we've saved in those tax-deferred accounts are taxed. And uh, we think those tax rates are going up because of these following numbers. As of uh, our recording today, the U.S. national debt is $28,227,305,000,000 Our unfunded liabilities. um, And as a reminder, those are programs that the government has promised to uh, provide for uh, we Americans, things like Social Security, Medicare, and others, but they don't have the money for it. So they're unfunded. And that total is a whopping $162,880,550,000,000. Wow. Um, Total U.S. assets, that's a new number that we're uh, giving people today, Uh, total U.S. assets are $161,629,315,000,000, and I just said that the unfunded liabilities are one hundred and sixty-two trillion. dollars So we have more unfunded liabilities than the total United States government has in assets, and that can only do one thing, and that's lead to uh, higher taxes and and a lot more uh, government spending. And I want to bring my co-host Tony Shore in here and and welcome him to the show. always uh, does a fine job helping us uh, stay on on point with uh, our our information. And uh, Tony, I'm going to Welcome you by saying this that in uh, the new administration's first 100 days, they have proposed uh, spending totals now of six trillion dollars. Oh, so let's let's add all that up and and talk about why it's important for our listeners to uh, have you know a written. Uh, retirement plan and to make sure that there are considerations in there to mitigate the increased taxes that we believe are coming up?
0: Well, yeah, I know we saw uh, President Biden speak uh, this past week, and he's been unveiling his tax plan. And it is, uh, you know, we can look forward to taxes going up uh, for in a lot of areas in, in different ways. Um, for many, he's talking about the corporate tax rates and especially uh, taxes on the wealthy and then there's some uh the step up uh uh you know getting rid of the step-up provision (laughs) and doing some Mm -hmm. things that affect the state taxes so uh you need to have your financial ducks in a row so to speak don't you
1: absolutely and and that's probably the the main focus of our work is just trying to help our clients understand what's going on in washington dc why it's important to them and um, what steps they can take to begin structuring and being prepared, so that uh, they're they're not in a position to you know pay a bunch of unnecessary tax that they could have otherwise planned uh, in advance and, and restructured and and not been in a position to kind of just sit there uh, and take it. But today we're going to kind of take a, a deep breath and step away from all of that yep. madness in Washington D.C. and uh, talk about you know life insurance and for millions of people. Uh, life insurance is a tool that allows family members to, you know, continue uh, their standard of living and when someone passes. You know, continue to pay the bills, maybe uh, pay for college, um, support, you know, the, the family business with an influx of cash if if the insured person passes away. And ultimately, the thinking is, you know, if you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy, you know, you have some degree of of protection for uh, your financial future. You know that's uh, what life insurance does. It, it, it provides cash when you're no longer here uh, to, to earn it uh, uh, for those who are, are important to you. So um, I want to uh, you know jump into uh, a, an article uh, from Forbes and you know, kind of like 10 basic things that beneficiaries should know. Uh, it's a good reminder. and you know through the course of the year we'll have a handful of cases come up where, Someone will bring a policy in and say, "Hey, you know, Mom and Dad had this policy. We found it in the in the safe, and we don't know if it's any good or, or not." Um, so we're going to talk about you know, just some of those basic life insurance things that uh, all beneficiaries uh, might find important to know. The first one uh, is that you don't actually have to have the physical copy of the policy uh, to make a claim. Um, it's a especially important point because. Um, you know, after someone that you care about has died, the last thing that uh, you need is the stress of, of trying to track down uh, a lot of documents and sometimes, you know, misplaced life insurance policies. You know, can be hard to find. Um, after all, you know, many people purchase their life insurance um, many many years before they pass, and that just increases the likelihood of you know a policy getting lost in the shuffle or maybe someone has moved, um, someone becomes uh, incapacitated and no one really knew where um, the important papers were. And if you find yourself uh, as a beneficiary in, in that situation, you only need to know the name of the life insurance company. And from there, uh, you can reach out to them, contact them and tell them that uh, you know your, your, your parent or your spouse uh, passed away. And then they'll send you a claim form, and with that claim form, there'll be a lot of information that they'll ask for to identify the decedent, and uh, they'll look through their records and and uh, find that that policy. Sometimes, you know, you can find names of insurance companies in checkbooks and old check registers, you know, where mom or dad um, have been uh, paying the premium. There might be, you know, some mail that they receive from the, the company. So, if they had a life insurance policy. Uh, there's going to be some type of communication or, uh, like I said, a check uh, receipt uh, where they had been paying premiums.
0: Well, sure, and that's a really good point. I, honestly, I would have expected that uh, a beneficiary would have needed that paper policy. You mentioned they, they don't, but, uh, you know, I thought you'd have to have that to get the process started at least.
1: Well, you don't, you don't actually have to have, you know, the policy to, to make the claim. Um, you will need to provide, you know, the life insurance company with a certified copy of the policyholder's death certificate. That's the one thing that you do have to uh, provide. Uh, once you have the claim form from the company, you just simply attach the uh, death certificate to it and return that to the company. And you'll have done as a beneficiary uh, everything that uh, you're required to sure.
0: do. Well, and in my experience, the people handling the funeral arrangements uh, usually secure certified copies of the death certificate on your behalf, uh, you know, at the funeral home and that help you coordinate that. So that makes the process a little less stressful. But uh, one thing I've been told and I see I've seen where it's necessary, get multiple copies of a death certificate. Uh, If a loved one or your spouse mm -hmm. passes, you want multiple copies because you're going to have to Uh, prove their passing uh, to a number of every financial institution (laughs) that you deal with, insurance companies, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're the beneficiary on a policy, right?
1: Right. You know, Social Security is going to want a copy of it if they were receiving a a pension from a a company or from the government. Um, So yeah, you want to make sure that you get multiple copies and and the funeral directors are really good at, at providing those. Um, and it's it's good to have you know people on your side you, when you're going through the, these grieving uh, times uh, that can help you you know obtain those those documents uh, like the death certificate. that's something that we, we don't deal with every day in our lives how do you get one where does it come from what does it cost and the funeral directors are really good at, at handling that you know Tony another thing that our, our listeners, um, should bear in mind and this is a really important and key feature of life insurance and that is that that payout, that death benefit when it's paid to the beneficiary, it is income tax free. And I want to repeat that life insurance benefits are income tax free for the designated beneficiaries. Uh, no matter how large the face amount of the policy is, you know it could be, Uh, a $10,000 policy, a couple hundred thousand dollar policies, or it could be a few million dollars. Whatever the death benefit is on that policy is going to be paid to the beneficiaries tax-free. Another thing in the uh, Forbes article, um, you don't have to report those life insurance proceeds um, as income unless the policy before death was transferred to you uh, for cash or for other A valuable consideration. But if you're simply the beneficiary, uh, nothing to be concerned about uh, in the way of of those funds that mom and dad leave to you uh, or that uh, your spouse um, purchased in in that policy coming to you, nothing about that's uh, going to be tax-free.
0: Okay, and I think that for a lot of people the idea of tax-free distributions is one of the things that makes life insurance a key part of an overall financial strategy that can consider both income for retirement and the legacy you want to leave behind. So, uh, that's very helpful, and that's that's the whole purpose of it, right there. What do you have next for us?
1: Well, an, another factor that uh, we would want people to be aware of um, is it's possible that that you won't receive the full policy, you know, face amount. As you can probably guess, a, a policy's face amount is Simply the number that's you know stated on the application. You know, let's use that one million dollars for example. But the face amount may not be the amount available to um, the beneficiary, and there can be just one beneficiary. There can be multiple beneficiaries on um, a life insurance policy at, at the person's death. Um, perhaps the policy had uh, accumulated some cash value, and uh, the policy owner uh, used some of that money during their life. Uh, they took, uh, you know, cash value out or they borrowed money out of the, the policy and it wasn't paid back, the life insurance company will just simply reduce um, whatever that uh, pre-death distribution was uh, from the payout amount and they'll issue the check for, for the balance. So, um, not knowing for sure, you know, when their parents or our spouse may have purchased the policy and and how it was used, another really good benefit on the life insurance contracts that could make this point very important, Tony, is um, you can receive the death benefit while you're living now for certain types of um, long-term care, uh, at-home care expenditures, if it's the right kind of policy. So you might have a a million-dollar policy, and and, um, because of health reasons, perhaps a couple hundred thousand dollars of that million was used during your lifetime to uh fund uh some care well then the balance is what would be paid to uh, the beneficiaries
0: well sure and and that's that's huge obviously and you want to make sure that you uh, the beneficiary designations are important and uh, understanding how it all works as a beneficiary is really good and i'm guessing that wrinkle uh, did catch the attention of some of our listeners out there give us an example
1: Well, uh, let's use that million dollars again. Let's say that the policy owner took, you know, $50,000, you know, from cash uh, 10 or 15 years ago from the policy. And and there's no requirement by the carrier for them to pay that back because the carrier knows that at death, they'll subtract that loan amount and any interest that had accrued, you know, from uh, the death benefit. And you know, since the beneficiary might even not even know about the policy, let alone you know how uh, the policy owner uh, used it, uh, sometimes it can come as a surprise. So, just uh, if you're filing a claim on a policy and you're not quite sure, um, just kind of go into it with your eyes open. and And uh, the companies are are excellent, I believe, at at communicating and providing the information. and They can tell you, well, this was done in 2002, or this was done in 2011. And and they can break things down for you and explain how they came up with the total that they actually uh, distribute to the beneficiary. Yeah.
0: Well, and this has been a great show so far today. And I think it's really important to understand all this. That was a great example. Uh, If somebody takes a loan out, you might not be getting that full uh, beneficiary amount you thought you would be. Um, so that's a good point. Now, what's, uh, we've been talking about what we need to know about life insurance, and you've bought, brought up some really important points so far. Where do you want to take us next?
1: Well, uh, let's, let's talk about um, the fact that a company will actually only pay the people who are listed as beneficiaries. Sure. Um, simply put, a life insurance policy is a legal contract and the insurance company is bound to pay only the beneficiaries who uh, are listed on the policy. And um, it, it doesn't matter you know, who the heirs of the estate are or who uh, the family members are, the insurance company can only make that distribution to the names that are listed in the policy as a beneficiary. It uh, doesn't matter what's listed uh, in the will. It doesn't matter what's listed you know, in a trust. Uh, what's on that life insurance contract supersedes uh, all of those other types of, of legal documents. And I guess in the end, what that means is you know, it, if a person argues that they deserve money from the life insurance payout and, and they're the one that filed the claim, uh, just because they are the one that filed the claim doesn't mean that that's who the carrier is going to um, write the check to, unless, of course, that person was listed as the beneficiary on the policy.
0: Sure. And I think the notion that the life insurance policy trumps what's stated in a will is critically important, and a lot of people don't understand that. They can write a will and say whatever they want in the will, but if they have an account that has a beneficiary designation or an insurance policy... Uh, that's going to trump the will and whatever it's listed, whoever's listed there will get it right
1: that, that, that's exactly right. Um, you know we're dealing with contracts and, and legal documents and, and things of that sort and our listeners should also know that you know if they're one of the beneficiaries in a life insurance policy, they don't necessarily have the right to know who the other beneficiaries are or what percentages of the death benefit. Uh, that they're uh, receiving. You know, the owner of the policy is the only one that's privy to all that uh, information. Uh, Life insurance contracts, you know, you can dictate in there the percentage uh, of payout to the the named beneficiaries. Uh, Oftentimes, parents will uh, leave it in equal amounts uh, to the children. Other times, you know, they've already done something to help one child. So, uh, in the life insurance policy, that child might receive a smaller amount uh, compared to uh, one of the others, and you know there can be as many beneficiaries on the policy as um, mom or dad uh, want to, to list. Um, naturally, you know you're going to want to know who the other beneficiaries are, but again, uh, the life insurance company will keep that uh, data, that information uh, private. And along the same lines, if you are the policyholder. Um, you aren't going to be able to find out um, the beneficiaries of, of someone else's policies um, either. So uh, just remember you're, you're dealing with um, legal contracts and, and private information, and the companies are, are bound to uh, protect the privacy and not to divulge information that, that we uh, are not really entitled to.
0: Well, yeah, and boy, that's—I bet some people are. <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people have tried to figure out who else is getting a piece of that life insurance payout. But financial data is private for good reason.
1: It it, it really is, and uh, it it is private for a very good reason, as you say. Um, along the same lines, Tony, uh, it's possible that you won't even know if the policy uh, in which you're a beneficiary has lapsed until you file that claim. Um, We talked about maybe mom or dad took money out of it ahead of time, uh, and the beneficiary might be entitled to the balance. But it's possible that at some point along the way, um, the policy owner stopped making payments and and the policy uh, lapses. And if that's the case, um, typically there will be no payout. All of the um, provisions of the contract will have expired, and there will not be a payment made. So, again, just because you find a policy and you file a claim with the carrier doesn't mean that um, there is value there. You just don't know until the company researches it and, and responds. But, you know, if if the payment stopped real recent though, um, there's a really good chance that there will be some uh, benefits there. Um, there are non-forfeiture provisions in life insurance contracts that keep them in force for a period of time. Uh, if there's been uh, cash that's accumulated in there. um, And if that's the case, then um, all of the uh, policy or uh, a good portion of it will be paid to the beneficiaries when they file the claim.
0: Sure. Now, one of the things I'm curious about is how the actual payout works. I mean, will a check arrive in the mail or is somebody going to be on my doorstep with a briefcase full of cash?
1: Well, I can say with uh, a lot of confidence, Tony, that a briefcase full of cash is not the way they're going to make the payment. (laughs) I think, you know. But the way the world's going, maybe someday it'll all come in Bitcoin. You know, who knows? But uh, you'll you'll likely have choices as uh, the individual uh, when it's time for the payout. You know, for many people, you know, taking a lump sum payment is is going to be the most uh, attractive option. But many life insurance companies give their beneficiaries choices you know, other than a lump sum payment. Um, there are options that will make uh, annual distributions for a period of uh, five years or 10 years, and those payments would be made uh, in, in equal amounts. Uh, sometimes um, the beneficiary can receive a payment uh, for the rest of their life. There's a little bit of interest um, in, included in that and kind of works as a annuity payment. So the insurance company will make a regular payment for the rest of the beneficiary's life. But uh, beware that once the beneficiary dies, you know, those payments stop. So regardless of whether the original death amount has been paid in full or not. And because of those types of things, we usually see people um, electing to take things in a lump sum. Now, I want to say this as well. Sometimes mom or dad uh, will put a restriction on the payout and say we don't want it to go to the beneficiary in a lump sum that we want them to have x dollars up front the first year and then they can get so much the second year and the third year and then ultimately it pays out so um, keep that in mind that the insurance company might say well we're happy to pay the the proceeds to you but uh, mom or dad or your spouse uh, wanted to put a few strings on there so that the money doesn't come out all at at one time we find that on occasion yeah
0: All right. Well, you know what? We've covered a lot, but we're out of time for today's show, Mike. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we go?
1: Well, uh, we talked about life insurance today. Uh, Next uh, week, we're going to talk about a very popular uh, retirement uh, planning tool. Uh, Those are uh, annuities. In the meantime, if anyone listening has a question, give me a call, 812-787-0809, or drop me an email at mgraber at ra com. And uh, we look forward to uh, answering any questions that anyone might have. Thanks, Tony.
0: All right. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809. Or visit them online at Compass Retirement Advisors Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC, the Insurance Shop, Inc., and ChangePath, LLC are unaffiliated And Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.